When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Happy Monday! Free agency! Five days away! I'm Peck. You can follow me on, on Twitter at Bulls. Bulls underscore Peck, joined by my guys, Big Day, Bow, BWL Sports, and Will the Goat Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb is his Twitter handle. We are at CHGO underscore Bulls. Our pal producer, Lawrence Badetto, rocking the controls behind the scenes. Lots to get to today. It is the Monday before the Friday of NBA free agency, one of the best times of the year. There's Lawrence <laughs> with that big, beautiful smile. Uh, so we thought we would spend today's show kind of running down everything the Bulls fans need to know about the upcoming dates ahead, deadlines for players, deadlines for decisions the team needs to make. And uh, also Bobby Marks dropped his free agency like prepper for every team in the league. We'll run down some of the details uh, from his thoughts on the Bulls and also a couple of errors or omissions of what Bobby Marks had as far as who's staying and who's going to Chicago. And then a Updated look at Will to go Gottlieb's Bulls salary cap sheet heading into free agency. So we know just exactly what the situation is for the Bulls. And if AK actually does have a magic card up his sleeve that involves the Bulls swinging big and entering that luxury tax. All that ahead on today's show. First and foremost, gentlemen, how are we doing? How was the weekend? Chilling. 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 I'm still getting over the draft. I feel like that was like... A really long time ago, but I think I've just been kind of comatose since then. So still just riding the I'm Julian Phillips high, riding that Julian Phillips high. Uh, Did you get some rest? Did you get some? I rest? got. I think I just slept the last like four straight days. I think that's really good. what it is. Good. Yeah, you deserved it. You definitely deserved it. <laughs> Sleep is good. Staying up till staying up till one a.m. is really hard. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Will? You're still young. You can do it. Was been an old man for a few years. So. I've been, yeah. Thank you, Dave. Dave, you get me. You get me. I understand. I got you, Will. I got you, bro. <laughs> you got. You got to get that sleep rested up, though. You gotta. You gotta backlog your sleep as much as you can before we head to Vegas in like two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Vegas, baby! So excited to watch these guys play in summer league. Uh, speaking of, so before we dive into all of these, uh, free agency deadline dates and stuff like that, quick note, it sounded from a few different unverified, uh, sources overseas that the bulls maybe added another guy, uh, as an undrafted free agent who played in what the, the Turkish league, what will, what do you know about this guy and if it's uh, legit or not? I don't know if it's legit or not. The little digging that I was able to do has, um, uh, 
it's been basically not confirmed. So I would probably wait until it's announced by the Bulls or Shams or Woj. There's probably a chance he's coming to play for the for the G League team, but I we just don't know yet. So the fact that there's been some rumors, it's you know maybe maybe they're bringing him over. But he seems kind of like an interesting player. He's two time dunk champion. He's like six six wing who can really shoot it. So seems like he would be exciting. Seems like he you know has some potential to fill a need for this team. So if he's there for summer league, I would love to watch it. But we just haven't gotten that information confirmed yet. Gotcha, but. Uh, so Julian Phillips and uh, Adama Sonogo are probably Sonogo. likely to head towards uh, summer league and play on that team. Almost certainly. Yeah. We don't have the finalized roster yet. Um, they are going to head out next Thursday and we'll, we should have some practices next week. I believe Sunday, they're going to do an introductory presser for Julian Phillips and then have practices for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week before heading to Vegas so we will have more information for you then, but usually they release that information uh, probably next week. Cool, cool. <clears throat> All right, meanwhile, here in Chicago, some very key dates upcoming later this week for the Bulls and players who may or may not be remaining with the Bulls. Lawrence, can we take a look at some of these dates that we have coming up ahead, starting with Thursday, this Thursday, June 29th, which is the deadline day for Andre Drummond to either pick up or decline his player option for next season, which I believe, if I recall, is like about $3.3 million uh, in salary for Drummond next year on the player option. Interesting note that in his post-draft press conference, Arturis Karnaschovas was asked about Drummond after having heard uh, that Derek Jones Jr. declined his option. No such decision had come yet from Andre Drummond. And AK basically said, uh, yeah, we're still talking. We're, we're not sure. We'll wait and see. Will, I mean, what, what do you make of the fact that uh, we're kind of coming up close to it? Do you think Drummond is uh, seriously considering declining this and that's why we haven't heard any news yet? Yeah, it's hard to say. I think ba basically AK's comment was like, this is a personal decision for Andre. It's like, this is a player option. That's why they call it that. So I don't know that they've really been in the loop with it. Um, obviously he made that comment on whatever it was, live stream or, you know, playing Twitch or whatever. Um, so but that's not like an official commitment to the team. So he may be leaning that way. He may be waiting to see what happens with Vooch. Maybe there's an extension there, but his deadline to opt in or opt out is before the extension deadline for Vooch and the Bulls. So he'll probably have to make a decision before we have a final answer to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could come down to the wire. Um, I'm sure his agent is doing work to see if there would be any opportunities for him around the league to either make more money or get more playing time. Um, but basically, you know, the Bulls had uh, a backup center rotation of Drummond and Derek Jones. And there were moments where Drummond was completely out of the rotation. There were moments when Derek Jones was completely out of the rotation. So maybe this is opportunity enough for him to want to stay. But we just haven't gotten that confirmation yet either. So we'll be on the lookout for that. And obviously, we'll have shows all week for you guys listening and hopefully have some information to talk about at some point then about a player option. Yeah, I hope, I hope Dave, are you weighing, leading one way or the other? I hope he's weighing, you know, all his options in, in this. Um, this is exactly why it should take this long for him. Derrick Jones Jr. one was shocking for me personally because of how quickly it came. I thought he was going to take a little more time to figure some stuff out and then do it, make his decision. But that's why I was a little shocking. This for me is normal. 
This is exactly how you should be doing it. Take your time. You're, there's no rush for you. Uh, figure out what's the best uh, decision for you going forward. If, if it's another team, like Will just stated, that his agent could be looking at saying you can probably get more playing time over here and a little more money. Of course, you look at that, see you went away your comfort level. Uh, Drummond has come out and said he would love to be in Chicago. He enjoys being in Chicago. He wants to uh, be here. So, yeah, but just weighing options is exactly what an NBA player is supposed to do. And for a guy who I think is going to get probably one more big contract in his career if this season goes solidly for him. So why not put yourself in the best position to probably do that? Because he'll just be, what, 30 years old. So put yourself in the best position possible to showcase what you can do this season. If that's with the Bulls, great. You know, fine. Uh, if it's not, great, fine. Um, you know how I felt about Drummond. You know, it's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde for me uh, with Andre Drummond. Um, I don't, I, I never associated Drummond with, you know, winning. That was, that was always my thing. Uh, but that's not to say that he isn't a talented player and he isn't a great rebounder and obviously has a role specifically for him now on the Chicago Bulls, unless there's something else that Billy Donovan and them might be planning. But he's pretty much set at backup center if he wants that role. So we'll see what it is going forward. But yeah, he weighing all his option is taking his time is exactly what he should be doing. And the other thing is like, even if, and AK said this with regards to Derek Jones's free agency, but even if Andre or Derek Jones, the fact that he did opt out, become free agents, the Bulls could still re-sign them. So maybe they use that leverage to get a bigger deal from the Bulls. Um, you know, I think the Bulls should be careful about that. They've got very limited cap space, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that later. But um, that is on the table as well. So I think, you know, if it were me and I was Andre Drummond, I probably would take this week um, to see if any other extensions kick in. We'll talk about Nas Reed here in a moment as well, his deal with the Timberwolves. Like, he's going to be a third center too, but he just got 14 a year. Is that something that Andre could get closer to than 3.36? Probably, maybe, I don't know. So he'll have to do some homework on that. But I think that's also going to factor in here. Just like what is the going rate for, you know, high level backup centers around the league? Yeah. Speaking of Bulls who could become free agents, but then re-sign a new deal and stay with the team. The next key date for the Bulls, obviously being Friday, June 30th. That is this Friday. Not only the opening of the free agency window. We'll talk about that in a minute, but also the deadline for the Bulls and Nikola Vucevic to come to terms on a contract extension. Will, do you see this one way or the other as far as which one's more likely right now? It seems like Vuce, you know, why not just uh, explore any other opportunities and options out there as an unrestricted free agent? Um, and, unless he and the Bulls are just right in lockstep on some deal that they already are, are close to having in place, which do you see as a more likely outcome that that extension happens before Friday or by Friday, or that Vooch becomes an unrestricted free agent? It's interesting because I think you could make an argument that both party has leverage in the situation. Um, you know, Vooch knows what the Bulls traded to get him. He knows that the team is still trying to remain competitive and he knows that he just had an 82 games played season averaging 18 and 10. Um, the Bulls can't really replace that type of production if Vooch walks for nothing. So he has some leverage. On the other hand, you know, the, the, the teams that have cap space that Vooch can just walk into are the Spurs, the Magic, um, the Pacers, teams that don't really make sense for a guy who presumably wants to compete at a high level and win basketball games. So 
you know, is the mid-level exception, uh, I believe it's going to be about $12.4 million this year. Is that going to entice him to go play with, you know, another team that could be competitive, uh, but below the salary cap? Maybe. So the Bulls kind of have to beat that offer, but by how much? Like who else is going to really be paying or offering Vooch 17, 18, 20, 22 million dollars out there? Probably there aren't going to be very many suitors. So I think this is a little bit of a game of chicken, a little bit of cat and mouse here. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does go into free agency just to kind of put pressure on the Bulls to say, well, look, I mean, I'm willing to take other offers. Um, maybe that happens, but maybe both parties are just like, you know what, let's just get this done. Let's skip all the shenanigans and bring you back. I think that's most likely, um, just because it seems like that's what both parties want. They want a reunion. So would it happen in the early days of free agency or over the course of this week? I'm not sure. But again, with this Nasreed signing, I think that does kind of set some of the market in terms of what centers are going to be making now in this new uh, CBA landscape. And if I'm Vooch and I see a third string center getting $14 million a year, like why am I taking 14? Why am I taking 16? So it's going to get interesting. And, and maybe, you know, over the course of the rest of this week here, there may be some more information that helps tip the scales one way or another. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to watch because I I'm operating under the assumption that Vooch is going to be back here. That's the assumption I feel because it feels like the bulls put themselves in this situation because there was something said between the two parties. That's the only logical reasoning I could have in my head as to why a deal wasn't made at the trade deadline or, you know, or something wasn't given to him or traded for him, you know, before you got to this point, but that's just how I kind of feel. Um, but under that assumption, I feel like Vooch is at a point where he kind of values obviously winning and I don't know how strong money is a factor for him. I don't know. This is, again, assumption, me assuming. It just feels like he enjoys, you know, where he is and enjoys stability and enjoys some comfort. Because like the teams will just mention, he can go to those other teams and get that money and be competing for, you know, the playoffs. Or you can do that here in a better city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It gets about, like... That's just kind of how I look at it. Um, is your comfort level with that? If you want to do it in Indiana, you want to go to the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs are enticing only because you have Victor Wimbenyama and maybe you want to be, you know, around that kind of player. Going back home to the Magic where you're that guy, um, which would be hilarious. And I'm sure uh, everybody would tear the Bulls a new one if he ends up back in the Magic. <laughs> if, if that occurs, that would be absolutely hilarious. But I just feel like, and it just feels like he's going to be back here with the Chicago Bulls. Joe Cowley mentioned maybe he gives the Bulls uh, a hometown discount. We'll see. But just to even say that kind of thing about Vooch lets me know that money isn't a strong motivator for him. I'm not saying it isn't a motivator. It just doesn't feel like a strong one. It feels like he just wants stability and wants to be put in a situation where he can win and enjoys being respected. And I know the Bulls have all those things kind of for him. And yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what he does. Um, I don't know what this makes Vooch uh, look like if he does go into free agency. After, again, this is just me thinking that something was promised and something was cool. What Does he look like a jerk? You know what I'm saying? For doing that, personally, I just think he looks like an NBA player weighing his options if he does do something like that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But I don't. I just don't feel like money is his motivating, motivating uh, factor going into free agency. But we'll see. We'll see. 
I, I'm curious, Dave, if as as the guy who made you finally blow your gasket uh, this past season when the Wolves put up 150 points on the Bulls, mm-hmm. you see a guy like Nas Reed getting an average annual salary of 14 million. <laughs> I mean, not only. It, like, do you find that insane? But also, does it just make you like reaffirm in in, in our collective belief that like, look, Vooch is probably getting twenty on them on the market? Yeah. First of all, Nas Reed, <laughs> Nas Reed. There it is. Damn. What? And not even the second string. Third. And he gets fourteen. Wow. 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 All right. Shout out to him. I'm not saying this because I'm mad at him. Shout out to him and his agent for getting that money. Minnesota, boy, they, they've done some things these past couple years. They have done some things these past couple years that just made me say, wow. Um, and this is definitely one of them. But of course, of course, I think more so, I think, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, as far as how I'm looking at this, Will. But when I look at it, it feels more like this affects people like Drummond than it does Vooch. Because Drummond coming off the bench and a guy you know, with the player option who could leave and get that money like that. It feels like it affects his thinking more than Vooch's. Like Vooch just feels like he's the starting center. He knows his role. I got what it is. I'm not, I don't care what Nas Reed makes. I'm me. So I'm, I'm going to be Vooch period point blank. And if I want to make more money, I know where I can go to get more money. He can go to those teams right there. But Nas Reed feels like it affects guys that are coming off the bench more who, people might not be looking at giving those kind of contracts to like, like an Andre Drummond. Cause Vooch is going to get this paper. Like that's going to happen. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna get more than Nas Reed. I don't know how much more, uh, like Will said, if teams offer him 22 mil a year or something like that, it's possible. Like those things can happen, uh, for a team. I don't, I don't see it happening, but it's possible. But for me, Matt and Will, it, it changes the tra- trajectory of guys coming off the bench more so than it does, uh, for the starting centers. At least that's how I see it. I don't know if I'm correct in looking at it like that. Well, and Will, the other thing to keep in mind when you talk about Nas Reed's contract as a comparison marker for, for, for Vooch is he and his agent did get that player option in that three-year, $42 million deal. And when we talk about Vooch and Good if God. the running it back and re-signing Vooch is just like the, the move Bulls fans have to swallow that what we don't necessarily want to see is the Bulls front office handing out yet another player option, which they've been giving away like candy since they got here. You know, <laughs> Derek Jones Jr. and Andre Drummond both having those player options that may not have been necessary. And, and whether or not the Vooch deal, if it's three years and 60 or something close to that, maybe not having a player option will. Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is the new landscape. And I think we're seeing the effects of the CBA happen really quickly with you know the John Collins trade that happened this morning. Um, Dave, I think that this deal for Nas Reed affects everyone, um, okay. not just not just the backup centers, also the starting centers. I mean, th- if this is what guys are getting paid, then you have to adjust accordingly. Now, the difference for me is Nas Reed is 23. Vooch is 32, and he is a two-time All-Star. So for Nas Reed, you're paying him for production that you hope he provides you in the future. For Vooch, you're kind of paying a premium for the fact that he's been uh, a really high-level player for the vast majority of his career. So you have to be careful about paying a guy into his mid to late 30s too much because that production is going to decline, whereas the 23-year-old's production hopefully improves. So that's something to consider. The other thing is like 14 is sort of sticker shock. It sounds like a lot, but 
that's basically just slightly over what the mid-level exception is going to be. So that's mm -hmm. a, effectively like if the Bulls were to have signed Alex Caruso for like $10.5 million instead of $9 million, um, which is like, if you look at it back now, that's a great steal, right? That's a fantastic yeah. contract. It's, it's the best move that AK has made in his time here. So I actually don't think that's going to be that much money. Um, we're going to see some of these guys making more and more and more. That's why like the $40 million for Zach was never that big of a deal. And I think um, ultimately his contract is going to look like a bargain because uh, you know, when Jalen Brown signs his extension, it's going to be like 50, 55 and Zach's going to be making 40. Um, so I just think that money is inflating at such a quick rate that it seems really jarring, but it's really not relative to the size of the cap. The percentage of the cap that these contracts take up is just pretty much the same. So all that to say, um, I still think Vooch is going to get paid. I don't see why he would go from, um, I'm making $22 million a year and I just played 82 games and had a, a really solid season. Now I'm going to go down to 17 million or 16 million. Like he's, I don't see him wanting to do that. But then if you're the bulls, like at what point, at what dollar cost do you say, well, this is going to completely screw up our books for the next three years. If we have Vooch making $25 million a year for the next three seasons, like what is our path to the playoffs? What is our pathway to getting out of this financial jam that we're in? Um, and is there sort of a walkaway price where, you know what, Vooch, like as good as you are, as much as we gave up to get you, like this just is going to hamstring us for the next three years. And, and this isn't what we want to do now from the recent moves that the bulls have made since AK kind of started doing things, it's been all win now. And so maybe they don't think about it that way, but as we talked about, you know, guys, salaries are going up, Vooch's salary is going to go up accordingly. And it's going to become harder and harder to move money around because of the penalty that you get for being in the second apron. That's why John Collins went for Rudy Gay and a second round pick. They saved a ton of money on that, but they got virtually nothing for a really solid 25 year old player. Mm -hmm. The money is moving around and it is costing teams to move it around. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to see a lot more of these big contracts get shipped around to these teams that have created space for themselves to say, all right, we'll take on your $25 million contract, but give me a first round pick with it. All right, we'll take on Jordan Poole, but now you got to take Chris Paul. And oh, by the way, we're going to take, you know, Ryan Rollins and a second round pick and then another second round pick. It's going to cost you a lot of money to move some of these contracts. And that's why my reservation or skepticism with how the Bulls are going to survive in the next couple of years has been so high because I just don't see how you continue to add when you got to resign Vooch and that number is going to go up when DeMar is going to be a free agent and that number is going to go up and Zach's number keeps going up and now you got to pay Kobe and it's just going to get really hard to do that. So um, long winded way of saying guys, money is going to keep going up um, according to and uh, relative to the number of the salary cap and that, you know, having bad contracts on your book is going to be more of a penalty than ever before. And Will, I want to say, like, I don't find it, it's not the sticker shock of it with Nas Reed. It's more so of the productivity that that was more shocking to me of the amount of money that he got. Cause this, the backup to the backup. And I'm like, damn, like that's what you getting for that. Just to be that kind of role. That that's what was more surprising to me than, than anything, but you're right. He's being 23 years old and he's being paid for what he, you know, could be, but I, it's hard for me to see that kind of productivity from a dude. That's a backup to the backup. And maybe well, they know that's... it's their offense. You know what I'm saying? They'll they'll figure it out, obviously, as they go. But that's just my, was my shock looking at it. 
Yeah. I mean, he had, he put up some good numbers this year, sure, 18 sure. and a half minutes per game over 11, 11 points, game, right? five rebounds, mm-hmm. um, shot really well from three. Um, so it gives you that stretch element. And basically, I mean, what the wolves are doing is playing cat at the four Gobert at the five. So they basically always have a two big lineup if they want it. Um, so he's more of like the third big rather than the third string center, which is a difference. Um, but it could also indicate that maybe the wolves are going to move on from Cat or Rudy Gobert. We'll see. Um, those big contracts, though, it's going to be tough to move. They're not going to get the same kind of haul they would have if had they done this last year. And I think the Bulls are in kind of a similar situation, right? Like they may not be able to get as much as they would have had they made one of these bigger moves a year ago or two years ago. And that's fine, but it also may continue to go down. The, the value on return could continue to decline as the penalty for being in the first apron and the second apron gets higher and higher. That was great. All right. We, uh, let's take our first break here. When we come back, we'll dive into the uh, Bobby Marks uh, free agency primer that he dropped on ESPN Plus this morning and some of his thoughts on the Bulls there, monetary figures, roster moves, roster decisions. We'll get to that coming up on the other side of the break. While we're sharing words from our friends and sponsors, do us a simple, very quick favor and hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube takes not even a second to do it but it helps us out a lot and we appreciate it also of course make sure you are subscribed to the chgo sports youtube channel big dave who do we got first today so yeah baby joey hit me up uh i was checking in with him seeing how he's doing he said he's on his way to nashville um he's going Party with the there. hawks crew yeah he, he didn't say he was with the crew and i asked him how he was getting there he said he's, he's taking the pj and i was like okay he said he's on he said he's on the pj with cb Take that how you want it. You know what I mean? That's just that's just what he said. You know what I mean? Take them initials. Connor Bedard. I'm not here to speculate. <laughs> Baby Joey is a very cryptic person. So that's all he sent me. That's all I saw. And then, of right. course, he told me that he never understood. He said CB never understood. He said he ain't get it, and he don't get it. Why do these glasses cost so much money? He don't get why it is, and neither does Shady Rays, y'all. They don't understand it, and so they did something about it. The independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you've ever put on your beautiful face. Those durable frames, those extremely clear optics, oh, those premium polarized shades that you can put on your face at an affordable price for those outdoor. And when he gets back into the frame, he's going to prove it to you. And there he is, Matt Peck, your indoor adventures. Plus, as always, the Matt Peck and Broken Replacements plan. Because when that hat goes flying and the glasses go splat, Matt's going to be upset for two reasons. One, because the Bulls did something. And two, because those glasses are broken. But now he can do something about one of those things. He can send those glasses right back in to Shady Rays. They will send him a brand new pair, no questions asked, even though they might ask him a question why he keeps breaking these glasses. But (laughs) if you want to get yourself a, a pair that fits you personally, and you say, man, I don't like this pair right here. This is not my style. Well, guess what? You can send it back in and get your own style to fit you and then stop trying to copy Will the Go Gottlieb because you can't do it. You can't look like that. Damn it. Get your own glasses that look like you and look like you and make you look awesome. You can do that as long as you send that back within 30 days. You can do that for free. There's no risk when you shop. And their team always has your back. So 
exclusively for the listeners out there. Shady Rays is giving out that best deal of the seasons. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO for 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Drop yourself! The shades that are rated five stars. Over 250,000 people because the Shady Rays, y'all, with the Rays are just oh so shady. Oh so shady. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at ComEd, whose energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower those energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers across their vast territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help you find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Go, you're probably wondering, that sounds great, but how the heck does it work? I am dying to know how the heck does it work. <laughs> I'll tell you. An authorized engineer works with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and your needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last for approximately two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business, one way to go. That rocks. Two, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comment.com slash powering biz. Wait, I see it in the bottom left-hand corner of our screen here, but it's pretty small. Is that comed.com slash powering biz? Is that what that says? That's correct, Goat. Comed.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z biz. Schedule your appointment today. Uh, all right, before we move along, just wanted to give a couple shout-outs to people who threw us some super chats. AK, great question about Vooch. Let's save that question for if and when the Bulls do re-sign Vooch and we're talking X's and O's. Uh, but appreciate the super chat. Hold that question in your pocket. We will circle back to it. Also, shout out to Monsi, who threw us a super chat saying, I'll give up the rest of the hair on my receding hairline just for the Bulls to decently go over the luxury tax. That mm. is such a selfless offer, Monsi. That is, that is very nice. Um, I would make no such offer. I like my hair too much. <laughs> what about you, Will? No comment. <laughs> that hairline that hairline looks i will just say fine buddy the, the comments the comments right now are so funny <laughs> people are people are going nuts in here will you look so done will has to cover this team i'd be done too i think will is working harder than ak on trade options you guys, <laughs> you guys are killing me Will's never done. <laughs> I can't be done. Beat down? It's my maybe affliction. Maybe a little bit. Defeated? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, uh, all right, guys. Let's let's take a look at this uh, free agency primer that Bobby Marks released on ESPN Plus this morning. In case you don't have ESPN Plus, we took a sc screenshot of it here for you. Let, let's start with the numbers, Will, because uh, we're going to take a look at your most recent salary cap projection uh, later on in today's show. But these numbers, as far as below the tax, first apron and second apron, do those more or less line up with what you have seen and what you're working with numbers wise 
with his assumption here of players who are under contract and players who might be on their way out? Yeah. So, I mean, that's all basically just with the guaranteed roster spots right now. So Zach, Damar, Alonzo, Caruso, Pat, Drummond until he decides um, whether or not he's going to pick up his player option. Dale and Terry, Marco and Carly Jones are the only currently guaranteed spots on the roster. Obviously Drummond could opt out. The Bulls could waive Marco and Carlique. Uh, both of those are non-guaranteed up until a certain point. But then the reason why it's so far below the tax is because of the cap holds. So th- this doesn't count right. what um, is sort of the projected number for each of these free agents. And that's where things get a little bit uh, closer, certainly to the tax, but um, you know, way below the, the salary cap. Right. And, and it's worth noting um, that Marco and Carlique, you mentioned could be waived and, and not fully guaranteed as of right now, that date for Marco Simonovic, his 1.8 million is fully guaranteed on the bulls books for the 23, 24 season on July 7th. So if he is not, mm-hmm. if he is not waived by July 7th, which is a week from this Friday, when free agency begins, that is when Marco's contract becomes guaranteed. Carly Jones, meanwhile, uh, and this is according to spot track per usual, not fully guaranteed until January 10th of 2024. So midway through mm-hmm. this next season, only 250,000 guaranteed on Carly Jones's deal at the beginning of the 23, 24 season opening night specifically. Um, so when, when it comes to those two, do you see either of them realistically being, you know, wave potential kind of candidates because Carly Jones, Shout out to him. G League MVP showed a lot of people a lot of good stuff. A lot, I know a lot of people out there in Bulls Nations have been curious about his potential at the NBA level, especially given this team's dire need for a point guard. But there is a, a bit of a concern about his size and, and you know, maybe some liabilities on the defensive end being taken advantage of because of that size. Marco, I know he is a draft pick from this Bulls front office uh, of, of AK and Eversley. But this is not a Nikola Jokic situation. Yes, he's a second-round pick from Europe, but yes, he's put up decent numbers with Winnie City. But I like unless they are just so like we can't let go of these guys we've drafted. I, I like use that roster spot for someone better. Absolutely, and like that's been the problem here, right? Is that they haven't really used those back-end roster spots to bring in new talent, to try guys out, and most importantly, to bring in some shooters to space the floor for the guys. So I think we're in this situation where it just seems like they're very married to all their players, certainly the guys at the top, right? Like your Zachs, your Demars, your Vooches, your Patricks, your Lonzos, they can't do anything with that contract. You got Kobe, you got Alex Caruso. It's like, okay, they're not going to move any of those guys. So are you going to bring in some help around them? If so, you got to clear out some of these back-end roster spots. Um, so as, as great as Carlick was, and maybe they, they kind of did him a solid at the end of the year to give him uh, a guaranteed NBA contract. I would not be surprised if they, uh, wave him and then re-sign him to the G league team or a two-way spot. Um, Marco, it's like, you know, Jokic averaged like 10 points a game his rookie season. Marco can't even like get in a game during garbage time in his third year. So it's like, it's over guys. Like, let's move on. Let's, let's filter in some new roster spots. Um, I think not doing that is would be like, I mean, 
if we're talking about running it back, right? Like that's the formula to do it. You just bring in a bunch of backend guys and hope they work out. Hope you can add enough shooting to like actually make a difference here. Um, so as much as like a big trade would be a major shakeup, like to not do that, I think would be to not do the bare minimum, which would be really bad. Yeah, very bad. Um, like we'll say, I, I thought it was over for Marco last year. Um, probably so yeah, should have been, but they, but that's another, been, we, but they we held talked on about the player him. options. That was another yeah. one where they just gave him three years guaranteed when exactly. they probably didn't need to. And they definitely shouldn't have in retrospect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see what they roll with. I, I think my question to you is, are these like, I'm talking about Marco and Carleek, are those contracts basically, and those moves that they make on them, basically just waiting to see what they do with Vooch? Um, I maybe I, I ultimately think they both get waived and it's not really, you know, dependent on whatever happens with the rest of the roster. I mean, the only way that they, the only way I could see them keeping those guys. And even in this scenario, it's probably wise to bring in some new blood anyway, would be if they like traded everybody, they like totally blowed it up, uh, blew it up and then went for a youth movement and just like said, all right, Marco, here's the ball, like play with Patrick Williams, play with Kobe white. Let's see what we can do here. But I just, I don't really see that happening. Maybe they bring him back on a G League contract or a two-way contract. But to be taking up an NBA roster spot at this point, um, yeah, that be I just, I don't think there's, there's just no argument for that. Yeah, zero. There's zero argument for that at all. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So, yeah. um, Yeah, he's got to go to the G League, bro. Like, there's no way he can be on an NBA roster at all, especially being on a roster where Billy Donovan clearly is not going to play you a second of basketball, even when they're up by 30 or down by 30. Billy's not going to put him in until there's 30 seconds left in the game. So it's really no point in having him, you know, even on, on that level. So I'm more interested in seeing what they do with the guys like uh, Javante Green, who I'm sure you probably get into in a second pick, but I'm more, I'm more interested to see who they who they do with that. But I don't want to step on your toes before I walk into that. Get out of my head, Dave. Get out of there. Uh, yeah, uh, Lawrence, can we take another look at that Bobby Marks graphic, if you please? Uh, because there's a couple uh, categories here with uh, key free agents and then who might be gone. I wanted to touch on these two names specifically, that being Patrick Beverly and Javante Green. We know that DJJ has declined his player option, is going to free agency. We feel like there's a good chance, from what AK said, that Kobe White and Io DeSumo will be offered new contracts. There hasn't been much said about Papev, and there hasn't been anything said about Javante. Let's start with Pat, um, who clearly, if you follow him on Twitter, is convinced that the Bulls are going to win the championship next season if they run it back. I swear, Pat Bev has uh, been talking to our it. friend C-Red Fred. He is convinced. <laughs> Pat Bev's going to switch his number to seven on the back of his jersey, and he's convinced the Bulls are about to get title number seven. Hashtag run it back. We've also heard Pat Bev say on his own podcast that he wants $15 million annually <laughs> this summer. So what What are the Bulls going to like try to convince him for a hometown discount and give him a full mid-level exception of $12.5 million? I'd say that's insane. What do we yeah. think as far as the realistic possibilities here of Pat Bev and the Bulls finding themselves a new deal? I mean, it's possible it could happen. I don't I honestly don't see Patrick Beverly back here. I, I don't see him in my in my head or in, or in the Bulls' plans, especially because of that number. Strictly, like he's made his point. Like this is what I want. This is how much money I want. I'm looking like where he's not getting, <laughs> like, he's this not getting that feel. anywhere. You're not getting that, bro. Like that is not going to be the case. Um, maybe if he goes to another team like like Houston or something. I don't know, but it just won't be here with the bull. I don't see it happening here with the bulls. I believe they'll, they'll clear that spot, but 
I'd be a little surprised, honestly, if Patrick Beverly was back here. I'm not gonna I I'm not gonna be mad if he is, but I'm curious to see what kind of money is gonna be exchanged because if it's anywhere close to what he's talking about, I'm gonna be pissed. If it's anything other than a vet minimum, I'd be pissed. Anywhere close <laughs> to what he's talking about, I'm going to be pissed. Seriously. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, and I mean Pat is gonna I mean that's that's Pat, right? He's he's gonna chirp. That's Patrick Beverly. Um, so if I were him, I'd be saying I wanted $15 million too. In fact, Brandon, if you're listening, I want dollars contract. <laughs> um, okay. but so the, the bulls have the, they have non-bird rights on Patrick Beverly. So if they wanted to give him more than the veteran minimum, they could either give him the non-bird rights, which is 3.7 million. They could give him, um, the biannual exception, which is like 4.1 and the part of, or the whole, $12.2 million mid-level exception. He could also get the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is going to be half of the mid-level, the non-taxpayer mid-level exception from any other team who is in the tax. So if he wanted to go play for the Clippers or if he wanted to go play for, you know, the the uh, Heat or some other team that's like already into the tax, he could get that salary from them. And obviously that's probably more than the Bulls are going to be able to afford. So I agree with you. I doubt that he is back. Maybe he just really likes it here. Um, and obviously, like, the Bulls played a lot better with him. So, you know, maybe maybe that's what they want. Um, but I just I, – I do kind of find it hard to believe that he would settle for that kind of money when I think he will have, like, non-taxpayer mid-level options out there. Getting that Nas Reed money. <laughs> Nas Reed money. Uh, Damon in the comments, meanwhile, saying, please don't bring Pat Bev back. That dude's selling snake oil. Yeah. That's one way He's to play it. He's a heck of a salesman, man. Shout out uh, to him for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's shift to Javante now. Bulls fans have had a love, not even a love-hate relationship, just like a love him when he's on the floor, but hate it, not hate him when he's off the floor. Javante dealing with some injuries over the past couple of years. The five Javante's thing is awesome. It's awesome. And what he does for them when he's out there on the defensive end and the, the highlight real plays he makes in transition, it adds a certain level of entertainment and fun and wow factor to Bulls basketball and also gives them some great stuff on the defensive end that they need. But how reliable is he behind the three point line? He's, he's hit or miss. He's literally hit or miss behind the three-point line. And I don't know if that's a player they can afford to keep to pay to keep around if they're actually trying to address this three-point shooting problem that the roster currently has. We've, bas- we've basically heard nothing about Javante and what's going to happen with him this offseason, Will. What do you think? It's really tough because of the injury and the fact that he couldn't play for the vast majority of the second half of the season. I mean, he was technically cleared, but he'd get in for a game here and then sit for four. And you just really feel for him because like this, he was playing so well the last year and a half and then he got hurt. Um, But it's like this might have been his chance to get a real contract. Uh, So just kind of terrible news for him. Um, But as we talked about, like the Bulls have to weigh their options here and seriously look at shooters that has to be the priority but on the other hand you know what do the bulls want to be as a basketball team they want to be a team that defends they want to be a team that runs in transition and they want to be a team that in the half court can just you know get really good offense through their big three and javante does two of those three things so Mm. i think in terms of their identity in the basketball team they want to be he does help them but i think it's just like is that more important than certainly 
when you're coming off of an injury and he may not even have those skills and abilities anymore, is that more important than trying to bring in shooters? And I think at this point, unfortunately, you'd have to say no. The fact that Derek Jones has opted out, like maybe you do want to reserve that power forward spot. And let's not forget, like Javante was inserted into the starting lineup and got hurt that game against the Golden State Warriors last year. They really like him. He played really well, but it's like, do you just want to like, you know, add an influx of new talent or do you want to just keep running this thing back? Because as we'll talk about here with the cap sheet, like there aren't a lot of options. And if, if you're looking at veteran minimums and he's one of the guys available, like he's probably going to be one of the more talented ones, even though he doesn't address what I think and what we all think is probably the biggest glaring weakness with this team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it right there. Will it's that three point shot for him. Like the athleticism is awesome. Uh, How fans feel about him is great. Uh, he's great to watch. Like when he's got a when he's got a point guard around him, he's even better. Um, watching him on the break is 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 phenomenal to watch. Just for somebody like me who enjoys watching transition basketball, when guys you know know how to run those lanes, like the way he runs the lane. I've, I said this to Will a thousand times watching Javante Green, just how he runs the lane. Like it's it's awesome to watch. But as a, at this point in time, it's a luxury to be real. Like that's what it is. Without a three point shot. It's a luxury to have that kind of guy on your team when you got a team full of those kind of guys, you know what I'm saying, who can do those things also, but can't shoot a three. So uh, it's, it's becoming a luxury now for a guy like Javante. And then his, his health comes into question uh, as well. Uh, he was, it, it was lightning in a bottle when, when we put him at the four and we were just running cats out there, man. It was lightning in a bottle. And then the next year, you know, teams kind of caught up to what you were doing with or without a point guard. They kind of caught up to what you were doing. Like, yeah, you, you're still small. <laughs> we get what's going on here. Um, but yeah, it feels like a luxury to me, Will. Like that, that's what it feels like. And they can't afford that kind of luxury of a guy who is not consistent with his three point shot, even though all the great intangibles that he brings as far as making your offense and your defense a little bit better uh, coming off the bench or as a starter, like a plug and play kind of guy that could you put it the two, three or the four as he proven, as he proved. But without that shot, I just I just don't see how they give him the money and bring him back. But the thing is, like, you know, as um, Anthony says here in the comments, like Green is fine for an end of bench guy for the minimum. Mm-hmm. That's true. But it's like, is that who the Bulls want to be their end of bench minimum and guy? The- if you're bringing back Vooch and Damar and Zach and Lonzo and Patrick and Kobe and Io. And now you're also bringing back Javante and you've got Dalen Terry and you've got Julian Phillips. That's 10 roster spots. And you've got like two shooters, Zach and Kobe, and you've got one guy who can't play. So like as good as he is, and I think he is value at that number, which the veteran minimum, I mean, that's like maybe one of the best value veteran minimums that would be out there, but is it worth it to like the opportunity cost of not really changing your team at all? Because that's, I think, where when you get to the point where you don't want to change anybody at the top and you don't want to change anybody at the bottom, you're just running it back. And I think we all know that that's not the best path forward. Um, All right, before we take our second break and move on after the break to Will's latest cap projection, uh, I did want to make mention of one more thing on Bobby Marks' free agent primer because this to me was the most uh, breaking news as far as what uh, it entailed. Lawrence, if you please put that up one more time. Who might be gone? Look whose name is there. <laughs> Goran Dragic. 
Gore Dragic might be gone this summer, you guys. Uh, uh, I I know Bobby Marks has been working his tail off. The offseason is really busy for him with all this NBA contract stuff, free agent stuff, salary Mm -hmm. stuff, trades that he breaks down, all the pieces of. I'm going to give him a pass on this one. Man might be sleep deprived right now, but (laughs) come on, man. Where you been? (laughs) Dragic's been gone for months. It's not here, man. It's not coming back, bro. Like, he's out of there. That's what Who are you is. talking but, to? But it's Bobby Mark. He's allowed to make that mistake. It's all right. <laughs> it's oh, all good. right. We forgive you, Bobby. It was just, yeah. uh, I, ha- I had a good laugh when I saw that this morning. All right, let's take our second break. We'll come back, wrap up with some more salary cap talk. Hit that thumbs up button while we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors. Dave. Foco. Foco. That's where you go to get fitted out in the best sports gear around. That rhyme, by the way. Foco. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in betwixt. It's spring and it's baseball season. Just saw my White Sox won a series against the Red Sox. That was awesome to see. How about Luis Robert being having 21 home runs and over 20 doubles? I believe one of the only seven White Sox players to do that in, in history, which is pretty awesome. Frank Thomas did it like three, four times, which is ridiculous. But yes, awesome them, the Cubs over in London. Having a good old time, split split it out there. They did a solid job. But yes, the baseball teams are actually playing baseball and they're looking like, okay. So why don't you go out there and enjoy them? And the best way to do that is having some FOCO gear around you. Get them Aloha shirts, the straw hats, the polos, and of course, the bags. You got to have it. Everything you're going to need to enjoy that game in the park or at the tailgate. And of course, when we're on set, those set decorations they got hooked up for is behind us. I know you have to look at the Quaff King, but you got to get that off your face and look behind him and see all the awesome set decorations that are going on because FOCO helped us set that up. And so since they showed us some love, why don't you do the same? Why don't you go to FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off because it's FOCO. Quick reminder to everybody that now is the time. If you've been on the fence, if you've been waiting, I don't know why to sign up to become a CHGO diehard because we have the latest perk for you right around the corner. And that's the crosstown series between the Cubs and White Sox coming up later this summer. We have fun events planned for both the South side and the North side of the crosstown series games and you can get yourself a ticket to said party. It's a crosstown takeover. We're doing a pregame and then tickets for the Sox uh, hosted one. We're doing the same thing up on the north side for the game that the Cubs are hosting later this summer. Also, if you buy the ticket package for this crosstown series takeover, you get a free shirt with that deal. Ooh. And we made crosstown specific CHGO shirts, one with Cubs hat saying north side, one with white Sox hat saying south side you get a free shirt you get ticket to the game you get the pregame uh partying uh and uh all wrapped up in one neat little package and if you are a CHGO diehard you get that at a discounted price there you go mm. lawrence found that for you check them out those shirts are dope i want one of those cub side uh north side shirts so go find it uh you see there it is on the chgo cubs twitter handle you can find the links there both for non diehard members and diehard members diehard members get a discounted price for this amazing package of a shirt ticket to the game and pre-game activities and festivities 
get yours for whichever one you want to go to, or maybe both. Um, these are already selling like hotcakes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm probably going to go to one, if not both, myself. So check it out. And there's your latest reason to become a CHGO diehard. Go to see allchgo.com slash diehard to sign up. All right, guys. Um, free agency Friday. The Bulls cap sheet is uh, a bit of a nightmare. We talked on our Friday show last week about the fact that AK hinted at the fact that he and the owners slash his bosses are prepared to enter the luxury tax in order to improve this team this season. Despite Michael Reinsdorf saying a year ago, I don't want to pay the luxury tax for a team that's an eighth seed or out of the playoffs. And the Bulls are coming on the heels of a 10th seed season. Yeah, minor, minor details. However, the numbers are what they are. And will you have your latest cap projection sheet that we wanted to take a look at here with some assumption numbers for Vooch and Kobe white amongst other things. Let's take a look at that now. So with these additions recently with the news recently players added um, DJJ declining his uh, player option. We're assuming for now with this current projection that Andre Drummond is opting in to his where are we now compared to where are where we were, say, a week or so ago, Will? Yeah, so basically there's a lot of different colors here. It maybe looks a little complicated, but the the keys here are, you know, on the left side, um, obviously, is the 2023-24 season, and the yellow highlighted numbers are what roughly we're projecting salaries to be. So um, at the press conference, AK said that he plans to extend qualifying offers to IO and for Kobe. That means that, um, you know, you can offer him IO's number is 5.2 million. Kobe's is about 7.7 or 7.8. I would imagine IO accepts his, which I think, um, I, yeah, I just imagine that would be like a pretty enticing offer for him. One that I don't think he'd turn down. Whereas Kobe, I think probably is able to get a little bit more, uh, would reject that qualifying offer and either, enter restricted free agency or come to an agreement on a contract for um, his next deal. And then Vooch, I mean, we talked about it with Nas Reed is 14 million, you know, going to be sufficient. Probably not is 18 million going to be the team friendly offer that the bulls are hoping for. Probably not. Um, even 20 million is like 2 million below what he made last year. So is that even going to be enough? Um, not sure, but just for our purposes here, that was kind of our, our guesstimate. And then, you know, you look down the roster, we've got Justin Lewis and Julian Phillips making the minimum along with three open roster spots, um, all plugged in for the minimum. So if you look at that and then you scroll down to team totals and cap space, you are about $28 million over the salary cap, but a million bucks below the luxury tax. So that's where you are if those are the contracts that you give out and you fill out the rest of the roster with veteran minimums. So we're looking at basically running it back here and being right at the tax line. Same as last year. This could totally depend on, you know, if Vooch does take $14 million, that opens up a lot of space. If Kobe does take the qual qualifying offer, that opens up a lot of space. If the Bulls offer IO the veterans minimum and he takes that, that obviously changes the calculation. Um, but basically the point is like, there's not a lot of money to go around here. Certainly not to get, a guy like a Max Struess or a Fred Van Vliet um, names that I've seen in my Twitter mentions like every day for the past <laughs> month, like that's just not going to happen unless there's a major move. And that's why we've been talking about, well, look, maybe they do try to find a, a deal for Zach or Damar. 
Um, maybe they do try to pull off a sign and trade for Vooch. That does make you worse this season because those guys are really good. But also, like, are you really trying to get married to this roster for not just like, Lawrence, can you throw it back up one more time? Um, not just for this year, but maybe for next year and the year after that. Like, we could end up seeing if they really invest in Damar and Vooch, f- the same team for like three more seasons. And I think that's where you start to like really you know, scratch your head and question what, what is the plan here? Because this could be their chance to really reset, but you could also see some very different numbers. I mean, maybe Vooch, they give him a one year sort of balloon deal for uh, much more money and they just go into the tax, but then, you know, they let him walk as a free agent next year. They let DeMar walk as a free agent next year. And then you really open up some space. There is some optionality here, but if you're looking at multi-year deals for your older players and you know, these are the numbers you're looking at for your free agents. There's not a lot of space to add anybody. And I think that's where the concern and the skepticism comes of like, well, what, what about this roster? What do we, why do we give them the benefit of the doubt that this roster is worth continuing to reinvest in that? We think that this team can be better version of what they were last year, except with this time without Patrick Beverly. Um, Those are the questions that I have. And look, Maybe AK and and hopefully AK is much more creative and and thoughtful um, and imaginative than I am. But these are my questions looking at just like what space the Bulls have to work with here. And the answer is not much. Uh, Lawrence, I'm a little upset that you didn't throw up the wheel graphic that you made of him at the board getting everything together, man. You should have that ready. Uh, ready mm, I think mm. you had that ready to go. Supposed to have that. Man, it's flexing out here. Uh, I, I did find it interesting that um, as part of those Bobby Marks free agent primers that we were talking about a minute ago, he had Kobe white. So he like classified free agents in tiers um, yeah. and he had Kobe white in tier three, which we, he called like the 5 million to 12.4 million exception tier of free agents. So basically like somewhere between being biannual worthy and full mid-level worthy. And will you said you were a bit surprised to see Kobe white there being capped at maybe just getting the full mid-level and you could see the bulls offering him more than that. Can you like expand upon that a bit? Yeah. I mean, I just think the bulls are not in a position where they can let him walk. Maybe they find a sign and trade, maybe looking at the cap sheet, you know, with this desire to compete at the highest level this year, maybe they do just move on from him and find somebody who can be as productive as Kobe could have been this year, but maybe as, you know, significantly older, provides that same kind of value or more this year, but it, it opens up more space in the long term. I'm not really sure what the motivations are, but if you're looking at keeping your guy, like I just don't see why Kobe would take less than the mid-level exception. Maybe it is just the mid-level exception, but if I were him, I would be, you know, if that's the kind of offer I was getting, I'd be looking around a little bit. Um, and that's why like when, you know, it was rumored that like Patrick Williams could look at $20 million a year. That's why. Cause like the mid-level exception is 12. If every single team in the league can offer you that, why would the bulls win a deal when they're offering that money? Like they have to, they have to beat the rest of the league. Um, so that's why I think that number will be a little bit higher for Kobe. Again, those are all just estimations. And I've seen a couple of questions about like Dale and Terry making 16 million in 2026. That's just a cap hold. That's not actually what he's going to end up making. It's just the number that you have down on the books right now, based on the fact that he's going to be, uh, a bird right free agent. 
So don't necessarily worry about that right now, but it does factor into, you know, some of the numbers that we're looking at next year for guys like DeMar, um, where, where you do get pushed up against the tax. If you are going to resign him for like less than what his cap hold is, which I believe is like 45 million, obviously they're not going to go that high, but, um, point being, they just don't have a lot of space, but so they have to just like weigh all their priorities against one another. Do they want to be competitive? Yes. So if that's the truth, then how do we go about doing that? Do we re resign our guys? Do we let them walk because we don't want to go into the cap and, and try to, or into the tax and try to like find cheaper value deals? Um, if so, what does that mean for our long-term? Are we thinking about that? Are we not? Like, these are the questions that they have to weigh. And for me, I look at this and I think, you know, this team is like good enough to be competitive. I think they underperformed based on their talent last year. Obviously they got some good luck with health. And I think they all had individually good seasons. Maybe they are better than last next year. Maybe we do give them the benefit of the doubt, but what happens in two or three years? How are we building this thing out on a longer term basis where we're thinking about our long-term cap holds our, our long-term books and thinking about sustainable growth over the next two, three, four, five years. That's where, um, you know, if you're not succeeding now and you're not setting yourself up to succeed later, then like we have to have a conversation about what we're doing here. Wonderful. Um, yeah. I, and that's why I am very, very excitedly curious to see what the heck AK has up his sleeve. If he does have something up his sleeve, because he certainly spoke at that press conference, like someone who was telling people to chill out. I've got a plan. Yeah, but, maybe there's a maybe there's a sign of trade. Maybe there's a big trade of Zach or Tamar. Like that could still happen. But right. as it stands, if what he's saying is true about running it back, it's gonna be tight. Uh, right. So those running it back, thank you, Lawrence. There we <laughs> there's, go. <laughs> there's Will freaking out in the mailroom. <laughs> Carol. Uh if, Heater the, in if hand. those <laughs> running it back numbers that you have on this uh freshly updated cap projection you made today, Will, with modest and, and fair numbers for Vooch and Kobe and Io included in that. If those numbers are true and that part of the running back plan happens, then you're talking about three veteran minimums to round out the roster and stay just under the tax. Like that, that does not go along with what AK told us at all, which was, this isn't good enough. We need to get better and we need to address shooting and just, just you wait and see what we do in free agency. You, you can't say just you wait and then sign the same guys back who are already here along with a couple of vet minimum deals. You can't do that. So that's why we're all on the edge of our seats right now. Uh, sadly, we are out of time for today, but fear not. We will be back tomorrow, back in studio with a fresh episode, four o'clock in the afternoon, Chicago time. Um, any Anything else that happens on the NBA trade rumor, NBA free agency rumor tonight and into the day tomorrow, we will address on tomorrow's show. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it. I tweeted out from our, our CHGO Bulls team account. Mark uh, Stein on his latest sub, sub stack that dropped uh, midday today did mention the Bulls as a potential destination for one Derrick Rose. We can get into that tomorrow a little bit too if we want. In the meantime, you can follow Will for all of his great Bulls coverage. Will underscore Gottlieb. Read everything he writes. All CHGO.com. Big Dave is at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. On Bulls underscore Peck, we are CHGO underscore Bulls. Get your ticket for those crosstown takeovers. Available now on our website, all CHGO.com. Shout out. Thank you 
and love as always to our producer and our pal Lawrence behind the scenes. Um, that's it for today. We will talk to you tomorrow. Hit that like button on your way out. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the CSGO sports YouTube channel and we'll talk to you tomorrow at four. See you, Red. Be good. Hey.